0: I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not sure, but we might be looking at a declared winner in the end or battle at left guard. Kevin Dotson confirmed. Now, Max, you got to understand. Kevin Dotson confirmed. See, you got to ask. I find that curious that you got to ask a guy confirming what you saw that he was doing, but Kevin Dotson confirmed that he again took first team reps for the third consecutive day what say you
1: maximilian uh i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> to think about the drum roll Brrr. Ding. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> if so, it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck <laughs> chances are it's not a zebra They're just you know just what a zebra my is humble though don't you observation what is a zebra a
0: zebra is a horse that was put together by a committee
1: <laughs> oh my gosh I can I, listen you never heard that, that line that, before no I've never heard oh. that line before and that is that's absolutely astounding yeah <laughs> I have my moments yes. <laughs> Yeah, As a force who's put together by a well, you know you kind of get a little <laughs> off track. Okay, before we get yeah. off track, you got yeah, Kevin Dotson exactly.
0: for the third day in a row prior to the last preseason game. Which there's a number of other teams that are going with their starters in the third preseason game. So uh, this to funny me, funny how yeah. ha-
1: old habits die hard, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I I think when you look at it, because normally the third preseason game is the dress rehearsal for the season. And it's appropriate for the Steelers to go through these paces because the game is being played on a Sunday. So you want to give your guys game day routine. Sure. So that they understand what a game week looks like on a normal basis. And this is that dress rehearsal. You got to put some stars. Now, granted... You know, I, I, you know, you go through and you look at a lot of the teams out there in the league, like they're not starting key starters in this game. They haven't played a single snap this entire preseason because they've been wrapped in bubble wrap and cryogenically frozen until week one of the season on September 11th for a majority of teams outside of the ones that are opening the season on a Thursday night. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those, you know, and we, we've talked about this. And actually, I talked about this with your brother, Ron. Oh, um, yes! Did you I tell mean, him that I love him? Huh? I, I, you know what? I did. He was in joint practices in Nashville, <laughs> and he told me to tell you he loves you too. Oh, I forgot, I forgot, you know, you I forgot about that yesterday. That I brother apologize. love you got to pass back and forth. That's the way it is. The, you got to have it. You got to have it. I mean, when, when there, why use text message when you can use a max message? You know,
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly.
1: So yeah. But um, but but it's amazing to me, guys, that just won't get any reps, you know. Still, and and I get if a guy's had an injury or something, right? Or you, or you know, guy's been nicked up, and you know he's kind of been showing you everything you need to see in practice, type of deal. But it's amazing to me, like some of the quarterbacks with like brand new receivers, like they won't do game type situations until they get into the actual regular season game when wins and losses count. But you know, i I think it is a good thing to at least have them go through the paces, get dressed, and just take a couple snaps just to get in the motion to understand what it is to have that. Because yes, there is a lot of muscle memory from playing football and playing this time of year, but you still you still need the feels, right? Yes. You still need you still need to go through the paces because there is a little bit of operations that you need to speed up in your mind. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be able to create the stress It's one thing for a coach to create the stress It's another thing for the stress to create the stress <laughs> you know what i <laughs> <laughs> say sometimes, that three times what uh, yeah exactly you, sometimes you know i i know i i want my mom to wake me up for school you know and get me there on time but sometimes you know it, when that bell rings and you're in the hallway, there's a different type of stress in there, <laughs> right? Try to, right. Try to get to the classroom before attendance is called. <laughs> I don't imagine yeah. that
0: too many people got in your way when you were hoofing it to the classes. I mean, how big? Yeah. Were, let's say,
1: how big were you in the sixth grade? So, oh, sixth grade? Wow, yeah. you're going back there. Six foot one, probably about a hundred and
0: eighty-five pounds. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I I look at that. You go. That's larger than most teachers, right? I yeah, mean exactly. yes, full grown men.
1: Was, uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I can't tell I can't tell you. I only had one I'm trying to think. Since the fourth grade, I haven't had a teacher taller than me. Outside, so like, you know, like my dean and like, you know, my football coach when I got to Lake Highland was taller than me, because Coach Borke was six foot seven mm. and he was a former NFL player. But um but yeah, no, they they just they weren't they weren't that big.
0: Yeah. It's
1: pretty amazing. Now let's get back to Kevin
0: Dotson. All right, we think yes. 3 days in a row, that pretty much walk talk quack that sort of thing. It's a duck. Yes. He's he's going to be the starter come Cincinnati unless something unusual should happen there. Now, first of all, when did he start saying you, you had to ask the guy to confirm what you saw? I mean, what, well, what I mean I mean, think about it. If the NFL had UFOs. What what would you do? Would you like you got to go to the UFO and confirm I you know, you are a UFO, <laughs> are you not?
1: Are you, are you correct i mean I, I feel like you're flying i don't know what you are and you do classify as an object but uh are you yeah are you said ufo but I, I but i think you know the biggest thing because it is an open competition right you don't want to you don't want to count your chickens before they're hatched right like you know because like you said something unforeseen happens right. that changes the course and Let's face it you don't you don't want to mentally tank your other guy in that in that process if he's still in that mode of competition um, and you know and also he let's face it Kendrick didn't have a good game the whole entire offensive line didn't have a good game right um, so where is also that confidence at this level I think that's the other thing you have to ask so yeah it it, it gets a bit tedious and yes it is very obvious at times but at the same time. Prepare for the worst, right? Because the worst can happen and has happened before. And well, that's, that's why you buy insurance. Right. So that's why you have a left guard competition. So you don't want to tank it completely. But like you said, all signs point towards what we, what we all know. And what, what, what we now see is that three days straight at practices strictly with the ones um, that's not makeup for him missing time and camp with the ankle injury. That's, okay, your merit has earned you this opportunity to continue to get these type of reps.
0: Well, Mike T., he went on the record and said of Dotson. He's having, quote, unquote, good days. All right? He's he's stacking okay. some practices. And I would guess, you know, if you go three days in a row, they've been three pretty good practices. And, and, again, we've talked about Kevin Dotson and about how he really is the guy that you want there in essence because of his... Road grader capabilities, his past protection, that his sort of thing. Physical dimensions. Yes, his physical dimensions. That's a, <laughs> it's, it's a very large man there, you know. And, again, exactly. I go back to – look, I I hope – and I hope for Kendrick that he bottles it and uses this as motivation to get better. That kid can play. And I, 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 I don't care what people say. I sit here and I watch that film. I watch this kid go – his job his the things that he did at center, when people rip him and say he was the worst center, look, there's some there's some things he's got to improve on when he if, if you know, whether it's center or guard. But the fact of the matter was he was nowhere near as bad as what people want to put on him. A young guy playing center as a rookie in the NFL, what Marquise Pouncey barely got time and, you know, was was a guy that they thought about moving him to guard in rather than center. Uh uh, you know, Mike Webster didn't. Dermani Dawson, they never started to play the game at center. That Webby did, but, uh, you know, he just played part-time. But uh, Dermani Dawson never played a center. It takes time. Center's a diff- difficult position to master. There's a lot of elements in it. And I, people just it kind of get a little bugged out because I think this kid Kendrick Green has got more to him than what he's been able to show. At, at guard position this year, I think there's there's some moving parts here with him.
1: Well, and I think he's he's a valuable asset along the offensive line. At the end of the day, um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not burying him completely at the at the center position or the center battle, but I think for right now purposes, you're trying to figure out a better way to utilize Kendrick because of his struggles at the center position, um, which you know like i said it's fair, it's it's fairly noted because we have film on it right i mean right. you are what you put on tape yes. at the end of the day and it wasn't great but like you said it wasn't the worst ever or anything like no, that I, I, mean, I, can other, get, I can think of some other i can think of some other names but you know but at the same time because of some of the just absolute kind of kind of just deflations that he had at center you know would make it would make it seem like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. But there's also a team that made it to the playoffs with him being a center. So you have to keep that in mind as well. He is still a playoff capable center. He can lead you in the team. And I know JC came in at the end of the season, but he he but he still he still walked he still walked you down down that aisle. Right. And got and got you to the altar. Yes, he didn't say I do, but he got you down the aisle. So uh, you know, I, I think with Kendrick, I think he's going to have a valuable role with this team, and I think he's going to he's going he's going to rise to the occasion because I gonna think to grow from it Well, yeah. and I think an opportunity is going to arise at some point during the season for him to show himself off and for him to have that hunger. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think I think that's still an open door for him.
0: You know, I think I think it's it's up to number one the coaches and the the some of the veterans. You know, these are those are the times; those are the moments that you need a little bit of mentorship. You know when things are, you're struggling a little bit. And I remember, I, I remember one time uh, I was up at training camp, and uh, man, on successive days, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I partially dislocated uh, my shoulder. You know, uh, I, I, I cracked a rib, and then the third day, I I had a uh, pulled groin. I pulled my groin. I was just like. I'm
1: so you went for the trifecta? Oh, I did. You and It, were, it was a
0: horrible week, right? All in the Listen, over like four If you like want to drink days.
1: Gatorade and get a popsicle, I mean, there's easier ways to get that wolf during training camp. I'm just saying. I mean, there's easier ways. <laughs>
0: so believe you me, I was considering like I, I just want to vote out of here, man. I, I well, this is this
1: is wrong.
0: I mean, every time I turn around, I don't even know around, if you could have
1: voted at that point. I mean, you you would have definitely had to like hobble, limp. I think you needed oh, a crutch or a cane. Wow. It, back then, you know, it wasn't like. You you you
0: didn't pull yourself out. You just you know hobble along. And I remember I was sitting there having dinner away.
1: into the field. <laughs> oh, I, I, and Jeez. I did. I wanted to. So
0: you know they. I'll never forget the story of uh, I forgot who was telling me. One of the um the GMs ah uh, was he, he? They caught a guy. He was he he just decided I'm done with football. He left. He was walking through the fields in st vincent towards the airport he was just going
1: he said, just went had... straight children of the corn style yes
0: yeah. straight
1: children of Field the Corn. Of dreams <laughs>
0: Yeah, he, he was out there he was done i'm out of here i'm gone i'm out of here far
1: enough into this i will disappear they won't see me anymore <laughs>
0: <laughs> they could, they could. Tom Donahoe, that's who it was. Tom Donahoe could not turn this guy around. He's like, "Come on, we've got a couple, we got a, uh, one or two tackles that are hurt." No, man, I'm out of here. He was, not,
1: he was determined. Nope. 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 I, ha- I have looked into, I've looked into the abyss, and that's where I'm going. <laughs> I am all the way vested in this, in this walk right now. <laughs> that, exactly. And you know the thing about uh. it is, and here's,
0: this is where. Mentorship. And by the way, to finish the story with Mel Blunt, Mel came over and I'll, I'll never forget, I'm sitting there. I guess it must have been looking a little down in the, you know, the daubers down a little bit. And he just spoke to me and he spoke to me as a man of faith, talked to me about my what was going on and everything else, and just encouraged me when he didn't have to. You know what I mean? It was I wasn't even on the same side of the ball as he was on. You know what I mean? But that's part yeah. of what makes Mel Blunt the Hall of Famer that he is. You know, his ability to reach out to a, to a teammate, and actually at this point in time he had retired, and he was up at training camp, and, and, you know, just words of encouragement to hang in there and to know that things will get better. You know, there's, you can't keep getting hurt every single day. <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah. At some point, you run out of body parts to <laughs> injure. I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's just, it's, it's what? It, Don't it's, catch a
1: cramp in your toe. I mean, that's, that's just the, that's the word. Yeah, exactly. But but I, I think that that's also special, right? When you talk about it, it's the former player aspect, the retired, the alumnus, however you want to designate it, um, presence on a yes. team. That and that makes a difference, you know. You know, I look at you know the opportunity to be around the team this year, um, in my capacity, and and it was it, it was something special, you know, having that conversation with Dan Moore, yes, um, and being able to talk to him, guys, seeing you like when we were trapped on the bus, we had Alex and and, and Chase on the bus with us, right, and we were just able to talk to them, right. It wasn't it wasn't media versus no active players or anything like that. It was like no. It's like this this is a big brother talking to a younger brother it's like yeah. a guy who's been through the exact same thing as you and kind of imparting your experience your knowledge because for Chase he's like, I don't know what Friday night lights is and like having that conversation was a cool conversation to have with Chase on the bus and you know you think of those moments and like you said, you had that moment with Mel Blunt um, as a former and th- those all those opportunities make you better and we remember them look how long that story carries for you. And hopefully exactly. you know that story carries for me. And I remember talking to mean Joe Green as a rookie and him kind of sizing me up and like maybe and then walking off. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow. I'm like, dang. I was like, I mean, did I have a target on my back? I'm like, Joe Green came up to me, looked at me, and was like, maybe. <laughs> I was like, gosh. <laughs>
0: and that's that's the culture of the locker room. That's the culture of the yeah. veterans embracing the younger, you know, and that's also the culture of the younger looking to be embraced by the older, the veterans, you know what I mean? And that's something yeah. that makes for a healthy locker room generationally. You know, it goes down through the generations all the way from when I first came in in 1980 yeah. all the way when you came in in 04, you know, it still exists today. And I think that's one of the things that is primarily – Um, one of the, one of the key things for the Steelers and having successful years is that nature of having a culture of guys that embrace the younger and the younger looking to be, you know, led by the older.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I think that's something, you know, and I hope that the younger guys understand that when they see us, right, you don't have to be fearful about talking to us and also for us you know we we do want to engage with you right we do want to talk to you we do want to meet you we do want to get to know you and especially in our position as the, as broadcasters right that, that that's that's what adds a, a more level of endearment it gives you a deeper level of focus right. on the player because now when you do have a relationship with a player you can actually confer things a lot more deeply because you kind of have an understanding about them and they kind of understand you. So it's, it's that symbiotic relationship, which, which helps each other. And of course being former players and alumni of a specific team that we're covering, that makes it even more special. And hopefully they realize like, listen, we're not here to tear you down at all. Like we're not here to be negative or anything like that. We're just here to present the facts, but also understand why, Things happen the way that they do, and present that to the masses. And I think that's something that you know we feel like the more we're around guys, the more they feel more comfortable about that. But as a player, you kind of always naturally have that shell and that armor on when you walk around, and it's like, no, no, no you don't you don't have to have your shield up against me, right? Right. (laughs) You're not defending against me. If anything, I'm trying to add to your armor. I'm trying to help you be more efficient as a player. Um, You know, to make sure that you also or putting things in perspective but also if you have frustrations or concerns I'm someone you can talk to and I'm not going to sit there just because I have a media tag doesn't mean I'm running out and putting it on social media or writing it out in a blog or or an article or anything like that it's just you know cuz you're a brother at the end of the day you're like a little brother and so you always want to protect your little brothers and you want to help your little brothers when they have when they have something that they need help with Exactly well said all
0: right next up Steelers Nation Max and I Break down the quarterbacking situation right here on Steelers Nation Radio. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR.
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
0: Well, the quarterback battle has been raging for some time now, ever since, of course, Mitch Trubisky, well, ever since Ben Roethlisberger decided to retire, and then the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky and, of course, drafted Kenny Pickett, and you have Mason Rudolph. But I think I have an indicator who's going to be the winner, Max, and that's because if you check uh, on on the Internet, you can see that Pittsburgh Steelers rookie Kenny Pickett is one of five featured on a new series of collectible limited edition bobbleheads. How about that?
1: Well, isn't that just dandy? <laughs> so, so what you're saying is you don't have to be a defender to bonk Kenny in the head. That's what you're telling me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, bobble, bobble, bobble. Have you ever, did you have a bobblehead when you played? No, I. you know what? I never had a bobblehead. Yeah, um, me neither. The only seventy-eight bobblehead that I know of is Dwight White's, and I happen to have that one. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah, but no, I I I don't know of any bobbleheads that exist about me. Now I am in I am in a uh, uh, um, what are those like the Russian nesting dolls? <laughs> you know, the ones where you kind of combine. I mean, I have that. I mean that that, okay. that, that somebody made one with me on the that. outside. Yeah, you got to explain that one. So you know the ne- the nesting doll is. Those things that they open up halfway and then there's another one inside. So- right. Opens it. You go smaller, 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 smaller until you get to the little, the miniest one, the smallest one. All right. One. So
0: you're the largest one I'm taking.
1: I am the largest one on the outside, but it's like myself. I think, um, well, let's see. Ben's in there. Heinz is in there. Well, who's the little guy in the whole thing? I want to say, I think it's Troy. Okay. I think Troy was a little one. Does it have hair? Uh, at the end. Uh, painted on. Oh, I mean, okay. I didn't it's, know if they not like not only physical hair on there, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So it, it's a cool necessity. I mean, I haven't opened it in years. It sits sits on my, uh, cu- well, not in my curio cabinet right now because I'm going through an office transition, but it's in a box that will then be featured in my curio cabinet again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it was cool. So that's the only th- like figurine style outside of like, right. Cause I have one that was like an action figurine that somebody made for me and sent to me, but it was in my college uniform. Like, you know, those action pose, like right. uh, football players. Sure. And kinda, you, can, you can paint them and create them. So I have that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I did, never had a bobblehead made of me. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I wasn't good enough for a bo- to have my head bobble. Or my head was always bobbling that they didn't feel like they needed to make a figure of it.
0: I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how either. To take that. But I like the Kenny Pickett bobblehead. I'm looking right at it here in front of me. But, you know, you go back to. Oh, you have it? Or no, you, I don't have it. it. It's on, I have a oh. picture of it. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought that's a bomb bummer. Run.
0: Well, maybe Kenny will send me one. You know, I like I like things that you know the bobbleheads that move around. You know what I mean? you, know, yeah, you got exactly. The bigger, brr, brr, that sort of thing.
1: So hey, hey, Kenny, what do you think about me saying this today? You just <laughs> tap it and then you see if it shakes left to right. Or there up you and down. go. There you go. <laughs> all
0: right, we got yeah. from the very get go. Mitch Trubisky has been taking basically the ones. I mean, he's been all over the ones. Right now, he's got an accumulated total of nine, nine of fifteen. Uh, for 123 yards, two TDs, zero interceptions, playing with the ones, but also having some issues with, you know, pass protection has been problematic. And We've already gotten that with, with the ones. And the good thing about it is he's shown what one of the basic things they brought him in for, and that is the fact that he's got escapability and movement possibilities and athleticism. So I, I like that. That's been a big plus, I think, when you, you talk about Mitch Trubisky.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think you have to, and, you know, for Mitch, you know, he 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 made this comment, you know, just talking about, you know, do you feel like you're ready to start for this team? He's like, I have, just how I carry myself every day, what I've done on the practice field. Right. I would like to have done more last game, but I'm hoping to get the opportunity this week to show why I should be, in quotations, the starter. He didn't physically say that, but that was implied. Right. Um, So, you know, I, and, and I think he's right. I mean, you had three possessions last week in the game, and <clears throat> you, were, you, were, you were whirling dervish, right? Tasmanian <laughs> yeah. devil getting out of all of these different scenarios that you, that you were put in. Right. And I, I felt, you know, even in that moment, you saw what a starter was willing to do, right? You saw the hunger. You saw the urgency. And you saw him trying to make the best out of a horrible situation. And I think, you know, that has merit in it. You know, it's a guy that's not willing to just take a sack versus you know let's face it when the when the play is dead you you run backwards and you take a knee i wouldn't have done that but that's just me um so <laughs> and i don't and i don't want my quarterback to do that you know right. cuz i remember you know also with ben right Ben when we would when we would take a knee at, at the end of the game we the offensive line was told move forward to make sure Ben can get as far forward and take that knee so that we're not losing yardage <laughs> like that's just you know it's just the, like those little things right that just you know just click and just resonate with me and so you know for mitch you know I, I think going into this game yeah you you got you gotta go out and hey show him unequivocally if you are the starter if you're can he pick it, continue to ride the wave continue to ride the wave, and yes, you're getting more situational football than Mitch is um, in game situations, but at the same time, you're taking advantage of what you're given. So, you know, you look at how that's going, and even for Mason. I mean, Mason deserves that opportunity as well, even though I feel like, you know, they've kind of relegated him, but Mason has done nothing to not have an opportunity to vie for that job as well. He's looked just as good in the preseason. He's done – exactly what you've asked him to do in the preseason. Oh, yeah. Score touchdowns, right? Lead drives mm-hmm. and you know, the sad part is is that the offensive line has not just been up to snuff for them to be consistent enough so they could all get multiple drives, multiple shots at leading leading the team down for touchdowns. But I digress. I think this is a great opportunity coming in this last preseason game for guys to get that opportunity, for guys to go through the paces as starters. To get ready, because it's the last time it does not count. After this game, it's for all the marbles, right? It's it's for the big enchilada. It's for that. I like Lovely, enchiladas. beautiful oh. enchiladas are good, especially are when you good. put like shrimp and cheese with oh, uh, a little bit of little guac in peppers there. Peppers in there. Oh, heaven! Yeah, guac is on. Yeah, the guac and sour cream on top. Anywho, um, <clears throat> when you're going for all of that. <laughs> You want to get, you want to present your best your best foot you want to put your best foot forward and these guys have to be able to sh- be able to showcase those but it depends on your offensive line and I think the offensive line is going to have a better game this week because I think the hunger's there the chip has appropriately been placed on their shoulder between the scapulas right you know above uh, ab- above like C you know above I'm not going to say C I almost said C uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, ab- above halfway so it's like a backpack and they're they're going to pile some boulders in there. So I think the offensive line is willing to go out there and fight because they know they need a better outlook or else going into the season. If you have a bad showing two weeks in a row going into the regular season, your confidence is shot, and this is a confidence-boosting opportunity for them. So the byproduct of that is that the quarterbacks will hopefully get to show show themselves a little bit better um, this next going. You know, you
0: look at it, and one of the things that I think is so – big in, in Mitch's corners well first of all if you go back to his 2018 Pro Bowl year he was on a run first Chicago Bears team that really ran the ball right you've got an ability between the 20s from 20 to 20 uh, he was very very good where he struggled as, as some seemed to be red Zone because the windows get smaller and tighter and you know that can be part uh, offensive coordinators that can be receivers as well. Uh, But the fact is, he's mobile. And going into Cincinnati, one of the things that you want is a veteran guy because you have to understand that silent counts and other things that go on in the opposition stadiums, they can be distracting, they can be problematic for a younger guy. I just like the idea that you have a veteran at the controls opening the season. And I certainly think that there's a place for Kenny to to develop throughout the season at some point. Who knows? You know, but uh, I like the fact that you know Mitch is ready and that uh, Mason is ready. As you said, Mason's done nothing, nothing but uh, enjoyed a great camp and been so professional about the whole thing. You know, I love the fact that he doesn't whine, he doesn't you know, uh, you know, say stuff that. You know, where you you guys pour out their hearts. You go like, nah, don't. You know, I mean, this guy is is strong-minded, and he is, I don't know, he's got, like, armor all over him. The guy is just an amazing professional. When you look at what he's... Kind of endured and been through, and the fact that he is so locked in and focused. I mean, you look at his stats: twenty six to thirty six, two hundred and twenty yards, two TDs, no ints. He is a solid veteran, and he's as focused and as professional as can be.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and that's what makes this so tough. And I think that's why it's important, why you haven't named a starter yet, and why you have why you have to go through this process is because. All these guys have done everything you've asked them to do, and they've made the best out of every situation and opportunity. Now, have all the p- throws been perfect? No. Ha- ha- have all the receiver routes been perfect? No. Right. Ha- has the offensive line been great? No. Nope. Running backs hitting the holes when they're supposed to all the time? No. But you make the best as a leader and you continue to inspire the guys. And all the guys, when they're in with each of these quarterbacks, look inspired. They want they're they're locked in. They're not looking disinterested. And they want to get the play right. They want to do their best because they know that they're auditioning as well. You got to help your quarterback offensively if you want if you want to, if you want to make yourself look good. So it's running the right routes, right? It's blocking the right assignments. It's hitting the right holes or picking up the blitzers. It's making sure you make yourself available. Quarterbacks also has the job of leading you open, right? Or throwing into the tight window to get you the ball um, based on the coverage scheme. All these things work together symbiotically, but everybody has to do their job. You can't do more than your job. You got to do your job, because there's 11 of you on the field that all have to work in sync to get things accomplished. And I think this team is going to be locked in because yes, you did you did enjoy a victory, but boy oh boy, you talk about if we're talking about views and right now preseason is views. It, the view was an ugly victory. <laughs> you know, yes. In the season, we don't care. Just stack Ws. I don't care right. what they look like. They're small. They're big. They're wide. They're shallow. I don't care. As long as it's a W, stacking in the W column. But right now, this is this is the season of show ponying, right? <laughs> this is the season where you put your wares on display, and it, and it didn't display well. You know,
0: the last guy, Kenny Pickett, you know, you got to admire. 19 of 22, buck 71, three TDs, no INTs. What I find fascinating is he went 5 of 6 and 80, for 87 yards, two TDs in the two-minute offense. He's shown mobility, he's shown accuracy, he's shown ball security, and nothing seems to discombobulate this guy, even the bobblehead. The bobblehead's staring right at me, staring me
1: down as I look at it. Right, he is. But he he, can't move. He can't move. Bobblehead can't move. That's true. On a picture, at least.
0: Okay, that's true. I I forgot about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But again, you
0: know, the whole thing about it is you got three quarterbacks. Max, personally, I think you got to keep all three. I mean, you were there. I believe you were there, weren't you, when Ben uh, was was uh, he he was what he got uh, suspended? Then what was it? Uh, Chuck Batch hurt his collarbone or something. And then you well, got uh, Byron
1: uh, left, which was that during your time period? I can't even remember. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. four-game the four, the four suspension? Yes, yeah, yes. No, it, well. It, start, it started with Byron. Okay. Byron was first, and then Byron got injured. I think he injured an ankle or something. And then Charlie came in, and then Charlie got injured, and then Dennis Dixon came in. That's <laughs> so right. I mean, that was the whole breakdown yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah, and then Ben came back. Yes, <laughs> so yes. we went through three different quarterbacks in four games. To get, to get Ben back. Um, and like you said, you you you, de- you deal with that uncertainty, and that's why it's good to have great quality quarterbacks. Yes. like you said, the fact that we went four deep in quarterbacks that played in a season, that doesn't happen. That's not supposed to happen. That's not the design of it. But when you have depth at, a, at that position, it gives you more comfort. And for us as offensive linemen, we didn't worry about anything. The snap count might have been just a little bit different, so you listen for the inflections right. in the voice. Yep. But other than that, it was ball at the end of the day. I knew that the guy behind us holding the ball was, go- was going to do exactly what he needed to do, and he was going to put us in the best uh, position to win. And we felt confident in their skill set, and they felt confident in us protecting them. And and it ma- it made for an even better, closer team at the end of it. When you, when you go through something like that because they're no longer backups, they're starters in waiting. Right. And when you have depth on a team, that is huge. And that's what every team fights for. Every team fights to have depth. Can you imagine how many teams in the NFL, they had to raise their hands and say, hey, we'd like to be four deep at quarterback. Every oh, yeah. team's raising their hands. Yeah. Hell team, teams would be happy to be too deep at quarterback right now. Yeah. Hello, Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <No doubt>. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'd love two good quarterbacks to have on my roster. And, and and that's what and the Steelers are in a are in a are in a beautiful position with that where you have three guys who and all have shown their success so far this preseason. I know people want to talk about historically about Mason and everything else, and people have their feelings about him, but w- what have you done for me lately? And what he has done for us lately has been a quality, starting, capable quarterback that is efficient with the football and can score touchdowns. That's all we know from right now. Throw the rest of the resume out. We're looking at this year view, And when you throw all three of them together, it's all apples, right? You're comparing apples to apples at this point. There's no oranges, no tangerines, you know, no random kiwi in there. They're all apples at this point.
0: Do you ever go bobbing for
1: apples? Oh man, that's difficult. I, I have, I have never done that. So I you have. have to tell us. I
0: almost drowned myself when I was a kid trying to get the dead gum apple.
1: Okay, <laughs> coming
0: oh, up gosh. next, <laughs> Max. That explains hey. a lot. Yes, exactly. This <laughs> now, Max. I'm going to put you on the spot because I, you know, the University of Florida mascots are Albert and Alberta Gator. Correct. Yes. All correct. right. So who's Wally Gator? Oh, stay tuned. More oh, on SNR. Gosh. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. So who would Albert and Alberta Gator be? Max, I'm going to throw it right to you.
1: Those are the mascots for the the University of Florida, beloved Gators. Actually, it's Albert E. Gator, which means he's Al E. Gator. Just to let oh, you know. Oh, 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 okay.
0: So you want you want to you want to pretend that he's smart, right? He's a smart alligator.
1: Shh. He he is a smart alligator, and <laughs> he he is a beloved national treasure, at least in the state of Florida. Okay, now,
0: I was reading through this thing, and I I had to read it like several times to make sure I was actually reading what I was reading, but there is a gator out there, his name is Wally Gator.
1: He's in a (laughs) Marbera. Yeah, you would think, but that's not the one, all right? That's not the one? That's not the one trying to escape from the zoo? No? That's not him? No. Wally Gator is an emotional support pet. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just say emotional support alligator? Yes. L- listen. Th- okay. Well, well, well. Before we go any further. Okay. Here. Okay. I- I've seen some crazy animals. As emo- I've seen emotional support pigs. Yeah. I've even seen an emotional support mini horse. And heck, I've even seen a person try and get an emotional support pig on a plane. <laughs> I-, I get it. I get. I get it. People. People have some. Con- an alligator. Th- an alligator. An alligator as an emotional support animal. <laughs> listen, I, I'm a gator through and through. Okay, and listen, a, a, and and we had Lake Alice. So Lake Alice in the middle of University of Florida's camp is kind of like a little preserve for alligators.
0: Really? And
1: yeah, it do they is, got it a is. fence around
0: it and stuff? Or? No,
1: there's no fence. There's no fence. There's no fence. Really? It has its own little preserve. They, you know, it's a part of. It's a part of uh, what? Uh, what's the the reptileologist, whatever oh, that's, yeah, that's the, called, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, the
0: alligatorologist. Okay.
1: Yeah, it, well, it's it, 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 somebody in that. Yeah, it's something with ology, study yeah. of. Yeah. You got it. Zoology
0: um, or something. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. But um, but they actually go around and they actually, you know, they monitor and they take care of the alligators. The alligators have free roam. They don't usually come up, <clears throat> you know, the street. And then a certain, at a certain size, they actually they'll clip one of their feet. Really? So there'll be so we so once they get to a certain size, we got a bunch of three-legged alligators like <laughs> roaming around Lake Alice. But when they're young, you know, all four and they're small and you can't alligators. really yeah three-legged they alligators keep going in
0: circles and they don't understand why.
1: Exactly. That's why they stay in the water because <laughs> they can swim better. The rudders are a little bit easier. At least we clip the tail. But but an emotional support okay. alligator. You got to hear Pennsylvania? this. Pennsylvania. Okay. Is but this in Pennsylvania? Yeah,
0: I believe it's York County, PA. All right, he lives, that'd be, that would be Wally Gator, lives at a, a reptile rescue, okay? Now, he's described as a mild, emotional alligator who gives out hugs and kisses. I'm Are sorry, you, whoa, stop, stop, whoa. stop it, stop it, stop <laughs> yes. it,
1: stop it, stop it. <laughs>
0: Did you write this? Or no, you, or, that's no. why I had to reread this several times to make sure that I was getting what I was getting. It, I'm like, going, who does this? are you kidding me? That
1: hugs and kisses. There is How? pictures dude.
0: of this. It's at least a five foot gator being hugged or hugging some dude. All right, Joey Henney, That's that's the gators. Handler where or whatever. Are we
1: going as a country.
0: I, you think about it. Hey, this this gator has a TikTok following of over sixty eight thousand fans.
1: He has more followers than you and I combined. <laughs> Plus. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> you know this, this is this, this, stop. Where did you where did you find this? When you know were, these things. Wolf, find me. What were me. you reading in your free time? What I this don't is know. What you read in your free time? How <laughs> you know. You find. An emotional support alligator that gives hugs and kisses that lives in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Just think about it. That sounds like the start of a bad like cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, of, and, and, I mean, it's aptly named after Wally Gator from what was it uh, from Hanna Barbera? Used to be like right. little shorts. I, I loved Wally Gator. Oh, he, he was, was wonderful. Cool. He had like the little had the little cuffs, had the little hat. Yeah, you didn't know, he have he'd a walk sweater on? The zoo.
0: Yeah, he had, a, he had a sweater. on. Sometimes he?
1: he'd have a sweater. Yeah well, yeah, well, he had like the collars. So he had the collar with like a bow tie. I okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, no, he was a very dapper uh, alligator. Well, but, here the the seven. Yeah, this go. is a
0: seven year old gator. He's never attacked or shown aggression towards anything. Now they walk him on a leash, and his favorite snack is cheese puffs. Now come oh, on, I mean, I'm, I'm that, up that for. Is, that, I'm hip to everything but the
1: cheese puffs. I mean, what, what are you talking about? The cheese puffs are amazing. <laughs> I'm not a cheese puff guy. Cheese cheese puffs are awesome, especially you get the Cheetos ones. I mean, the, your fingers get all cheesy afterwards, and then you have you have like leftover cheese, you know, later cheese. All
0: it's right, great. Let me ask you: Double stuff Oreos or Cheetos? Huh? What? Which one?
1: Which one are you going for? I'm going. I'm going Cheetos. I'm going Cheetos. No,
0: the double stuff Oreos.
1: No, That's so much I, better. I, I'm not that huge like I like sweets, but I'm not I'm not that huge of a sweets guy that I want to double stuff. Like I don't want the extra like like I like the cookie part of the Oreo more so than the cream filling.
0: Oh, but the cream is so good. That's why you know before they came out with double stuff, I used to double stuff them cuz you know you take you two used of to them. You double them up. Yeah, you, know? you just double them up and then you have at it. You know, I mean that was, but you know, but then they started getting to the point where they only put a smear, you know, like a vicing on it, and yeah. then you had to go to the double stuff, which was just a slightly larger than the original singles.
1: But to, I mean, but wouldn't it be more efficient if you took one half of each cookie off and then put it together to make your own homemade <laughs> double stuff? You just, you just want, you just wanted to eat more Oreos, Wolf. Don't, don't sit here and try and <laughs> like. Ah, I used to double them up. The double stuff makes it so much easier. You wanted the double cookie too, you know. You wanted. I, I just saw they had my because my daughters pointed it out the other day. They have the um like the softer ones. It's almost like a like a baked cookie one, not the hard cookie. Right? It, it almost looks like a. I don't even. I, not a whoopie pie, but you know, kind of similar to that. Like it's a softer edge around it with the extra cream. Is that what you're going for too? Oh, you that you, one? I love. Or is it this. just any, Oreos? A- any Oreo? Any Oreo works it. for me. Right. I, I'm a chip. I'm a chip. I'm a chip and snack guy. Okay. I, like, I, I, I love Cheetos. I love Funyuns. I love Doritos. That type of stuff. But uh, but yeah, the sweets ones. I mean, if I had to make a choice, I, I'm I'm keeping the chips and I'm getting rid of the sweets.
0: Well, think about this: Wally Gator even plays in lakes and pools with kids. He's I'm he's sorry, in the stop, stop it!
1: No, stop it! Yeah, I know. Who, stop who, it.
0: who lets their kid get in a blanket? <laughs> or Slim pond in a, a pool with the gator? Uh, no. Voluntarily? Come on! <laughs> this this is unbelievable. He's in the running to be crowned America's favorite pet. He's in contention with a chinchilla named Churro, a rescue dog named Hank, and a wild Mustang named Sundance. <laughs> I can't believe this stuff. Who puts a kid in a pond with an emotional support
1: alligator? I just I, – I, listen, listen. I, 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 I mean, I guess you have to laugh because, I mean, we've had so many tragedies with gators, um, <laughs> especially me being from Florida. Yeah. But come on, come on. I, I, there's no way in my right mind – as a parent, I'm like, you know what? This emotional support alligator has not done this yet. But at the end of the day, it's still a wild animal. I don't care how domestic I don't care if you put a leash on it or a little little child vest. You know, the ones that you have see kids in the mall where you're yanking them back. Like, stay over here, Timmy. You know, I don't care. It's still a gator. Has teeth. They, did, they, did, they didn't de-teeth him, did he? They, they didn't take his teeth out. No, they like, didn't de-teeth him. Hey, guys, <laughs> like a, it's, like a... it's Brian here. Look, the thing I'm worried about is this chinchilla in the contest. Like, this chinchilla is going to be on stage with the alligator, and that is not going to end well. No, it's not. That. that... This is a tragedy. Imagine you're like sporting them all out there, and all of a sudden, Wally wants to be a gator. <laughs> Leg whips like three people on stage, and he's the chinchilla, and wears it as a... now, now, now his leash is made out of chinchilla fur, <laughs> and he is a this chinchilla is no more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, this is this is bad. This, oh God, this, I just this gone downhill. I'm glad. Hey, listen, listen! I'm from Florida, so we always get Florida man and Florida woman doing crazy stuff. I'm glad it's in PA this time. <laughs> I All right, we got <laughs> oh, to go to break. <laughs> Coming up next to go Allen Iverson on your
0: practice. We're talking about practice. What do you do when practice becomes a brawl? Well, you call it a day. We are Steelers Nation Radio. Showtime. Oh. The black and gold live here 24 7. This This is SNR. SNR.